Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of the Hellfire Gala, Dawn of X podcast. I am your host, Nick, accompanied by my amazing co-host. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm, I only had to guilt you a little bit off air to get that. Um, My name is Josh, and we are here for the deuce, my friend, the end of the Hellfire Gala. And what a fucking deuce it is. <laughs> We are not going to dilly-dally. We're jumping right fucking into we're it. We're right recording, now. and I do want to, uh, off the top though, right up front, we're recording this the day after uh, X-Men 25 and Iceman came out. So neither of us have yeah, read I've it. I've seen little bits online, but I'm trying to avoid spoilers. I've seen a little bit of spoilers. I've seen a lot of people have a lot of things to say about Kitty Pride and so Yes. And then in, it somehow became a marvel versus dc thing with john kent oh i don't know nothing about that so when we cover 25 we're gonna have to fill each other in on some yeah some backstory it sounds like but as you're listening to this there's a fair chance you know more about what we're going to be speculating on in a little bit so you know shoot us an email at krakoa radio at gmail.com and let us know how fucking stupid we sound (laughs) or don't it's fine so I mean, in a in a friendly way. If you yes. want to do it in a mean way, then I'm just gonna like mark you as spam and move about my life. <laughs> so anyway, where we left off during the Hellfire Gala was the Sentinels were raining terror down upon the mutants and mutant allies. Things are going bad. Sync has now synced up with Polaris, so it was making a magnetic force field. You got it. The building. You got it. And. And let's take a moment to to talk about what a sacrifice this is, because we know that Polaris is not there. And so this is a sink having to recall that power. And we know it like ages him tremendously now. So, you know, already showing that this is why he's the leader of the goddamn (laughs) X-Men. And in the meantime, who waltzes in but Dr. Stasis and Omega Sentinel just loving life because of what they did. And Xavier just about to lose his shit Dude, just they like come, you're here <laughs> they come waltzing like literally waltzing through the gate so already just like look at us we've mastered your gates we're so carefree that they're literally dipping each other as they do their comic book villain fucking yeah. introductions it's it's crazy it's crazy how like sinister lowercase sinister lowercase s sinister <laughs> this all feels while at the same time being so fucking comic booky. Yes. Like in the scene you're about to get to, like look at the button that Modoc has, like let's go ahead and go forward and then look at the. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> so because he's a sinister, he wants uh, Xavier to look into his mind just to see how he's planned all this out. And he basically explains to him how they've re-engineered all of their drugs with a kill switch that will make people leap to their death and everyone will blame the mutants and thousands of humans will die. And who comes in through the portal? Modoc with a a button that's just like a death symbol on it. Yep. Yep. Just like a the kill switch. Exactly like you just said. Here's the kill switch. And we've even labeled it because we're over the top comic book villains. But yeah. at the same time, it doesn't take away from like the impending doom feeling that you have reading that you know what i mean no and, and we there's get a little a... example of of what happens when you press the button it's actually more like um king kingsman remember the bag when samuel jackson was the bad guy in kingsman and you had that thing in people's brain that made him just go wild and violent i'm not sure i ever saw that it's a good movie first one at least it's a good movie no, if you like mark miller i don't so we can keep moving that's on true you don't yeah but most people have seen kingsman and in the plot of the movies the main villain wants to put a sonic wave that makes people just super violent and they beat the shit out of each other or kill each other or jump off buildings and shit like that so it's very similar to that and i do want to take a moment before we move away because you you mentioned that stasis is a sinister and he haven't has a moment here where he calls him dr modok and modok's like just modok and fucking stasis is like but doctor sounds so much cooler yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so people are just literally poking each other's eyes out, ripping their hair out, punching each other, leaping to their death. Basically, so you know, they're not lying. They're not fucking around. Uh, in the meantime, Fisk really wants to know where his wife is. What the hell's going on? 
this is bad. And I'm wondering if this is the beginning of something to show how involved Kingpin's going to be with the current group of X-Men. Because he is, by the end of this book, a survivor with the X-Men. Have you read Iron Man yet? No. Okay. He's in there, too. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll touch on it at the end. Okay, that's fine. You can spoil a little bit for me. It's fine. Um, Because last we saw him in Daredevil, he was finally feeling like he was done with all that shit. At the expense of almost destroying New York and making a, a third civil war and all this Listen, shit. Listen, if there's anything Marvel Comics has taught us, if there's anything Krakoa has taught us, is that even our most uh, flawed villains can have a second uh, second chance. Apocalypse. Look at Apocalypse right now. What He is one of the saviors of mutant kind. Yep. I mean... You know, we trusted Sinister, but look, Sinister wasn't even originally a mutant, so he got, he's fucking, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Always. Um, in Always. The meantime, <laughs> Orcus came through the portal to show their might. They reconfigured the portal so they can go through it. Uh, we have Strongman throwing Kate at a Sentinel. We have Miss Marvel. Okay. That's two. Is that... Oh, wait, no, we're not. Yeah, yeah. That's our first fastball special, right? Or did yeah. no, Jean no, no. already did yeah, hers. Jean did the other one, right? Yeah, yeah, that Jean already did hers. So she is thrown through a sentinel's head. So she phases and fucks with like circuits and everything. I'm that loving her hair in that scene where she's just flying toward the fucking, yeah. like her fucking hair is huge. Uh, then we have Omega Sentinel actually beating up Kingpin, which is interesting to see. Maybe show more of his rage and why it's going to be there later. But pay attention to what Omega Sentinel says too. back to your corner human. She doesn't give a fuck what like she's AI, you know, like mutant human. It's all the same to her. Kingpin. She don't give a fuck. You're just human scum to her. Yeah. Uh, The five are fighting their own Sentinel. Uh, Rasputin five is fighting and Miss Marvel are fighting a Sentinel. They're putting up a damn good fight. We have Nimrod shooting a beam at Juggernaut to the point he flies through the bottom of the building, making the building collapse until Gene motherfucking Gray says stop and catches and freezes everything. And it's like, I gave you guys a shot. I I know you want to cover this a lot, so go for it. (laughs) She freezes everything. Like, this scene for Gene, like, she gives this fucking monologue where she basically just politely says to everyone in attendance, I am so sorry that this is what's happening right now. And I am so sorry that Orcus has attacked us. Orcus, you fucked around and now you're about to find out. I am going to gently place our friends down and then i'm going to take away from every person the hate from you i'm going to take and alter your fucking brain and then i'm just going to send you on your fucking way and And that's the nicest thing she can do and they say it the narrator as you said even says that was about as pleasant a threat as you could expect from jean gray like Jean is on this, uh, she already is on this other level of like, she's not even the Phoenix right now, dude. And she's like, she's already just this like, in, in tone, in the way she talks, she's like ascended to her own level of godhood. And like you were saying with last time we were recording about Exodus, like pointing out how Exodus, like this is, it's a mercy that I don't just fucking kill you all right now. Like, yeah, I that is my gift to you. Like, Gene is basically doing the same thing right now, as in my gift to you is I'm only going to take that. Yeah, I could change everything about you. I can kill you all. And and just just like that, it would be over. But what happens? But Moira fucking X. Yep. Who is and now her, an android and whose mind can't be read. Who is being very quiet, sneaks in through a portal, and stabs her through the chest with a special blade that we still don't know what it's made out of, I believe. It's a um Blythe's will. It's like a it's it was in um 
sometime during the Ten of Swords event, but it's a like a material, almost like a symbiote, like material that they found mm-hmm. in Otherworld that d- turns off mutant powers. Okay. So like if you get stabbed with it, for instance, and it gets into your bloodstream, you can't use your mutant powers. And if you're Jean Grey, that means you can't just be a god. <laughs> yeah. And she gets stabbed through the fucking chest by that fucking bitch robot, Moira S. <laughs> Ugh. In the meantime, we have uh, Cyclops up crying out to Gene that he's so sorry the treehouse was a trap as everything around him in the treehouse is on fire, cutting back to uh, Moira monologuing. But you see the mutants get pissed off. Like they are more one second before we move too far from, from poor Scott here. Uh, Scott is telling Gene telepathically, I can't feel my legs. Yeah. And then also Gene, why can't I feel you? Like, and as like, at that's when we go back to the monologue, like you were saying. So like fucking Cyclops is fucking paralyzed right now. Yeah. Like that. When I read that, I was like, wow, this book, like they already just mass murdered an entire X-Men team. They yep. murdered Bobby Drake. They just paralyzed Scott fucking Summers. <laughs> I'm like, they're. Like it was like reading this book the first time around was like being on a fucking roller coaster and realizing, oh shit, the guardrail fell off. And yeah, you're like, like anything all bets are off right now. It's still very fun, but anything is possible right now. And I'm terrified. It is all burning. And honestly, people like us who are reading so many books that lead to this, we have felt this like impending doom. Truly. They've and I like, do think I mean there are certain plots that I think feel a little bit rushed. Sure. But for the most part, I think they earned all this. I think they've planted most, if not all of these clues throughout the time of of their run. And yeah, I, that, I think I think it works. That and also as long as you're really reading X-Men and Immortal X-Men and maybe Red, you're getting all of this. If you're reading a book with the word X-Men in the title, you're getting something out of it. Yeah. And I think they do a good job for people who are just picking up this book with like the narration, giving a little bit of more detail. So you're not fully lost. This made me truly miss a fucking narrator. It's so rare that a book has a narrator anymore other than like, and we don't know who the narrator is, right? No, it's, it's, it's a, it's like, just like we were saying last night, it's Claremontian. It's just the narrator telling us the story. It's, it's not, uh, somebody's inner monologue leading the story along. It's 100% just a observer above narrator. <laughs> um, So then basically the moment people see Gene fall, they fucking snap. Like it's even worse now than it was before. Like you, you took out G we all actually like her. You took out Gene. You took out Gene Greg. Like that's our, like they're like, a couple mutants that I feel like all of mutantdom fucking respects. And Jean Grey is at the top of that list. And Emma is starting to come up pretty high there too. I feel like those two are just like, and most mutants are like, listen, if they're, if they say jump, I'm just gonna, I'm, I might not say how high, but I'm jumping. Jumping because they'll make me do it eventually. Because <laughs> um, if I don't do it, they're gonna make me do it. I, I do love the way it's described of like uh the sight of Gene struck down, detonate a bomb in the children of the atom. Like yeah. that's so, not that's so really fucking good. Claremont. So that's extremely Claremont. <laughs> so fucking dramatic. Oh. And as they're getting ready to charge, Moira puts a knife to Xavier's neck and basically tells him, Well, you have a choice. We can keep doing this if you do. Modoc's gonna detonate that switch around the world. Fucking thousands of humans will die, and it's gonna be all your fault. Or you can surrender. He says, Stop. Says, God forgive me. Takes off his helmet and says, I surrender. And yeah, specifically, like, he has to stop all of them. And that's when um Stasis gives him the terms as you just as you just put out. We will he even says it too. He's like where 
what where are the terms here hold on like oh here they are now let's discuss consequences the first time a mutant returns we will kill a human the second time 10 humans then 100 i suppose you're smart enough to know about the powers of 10 so (laughs) really good line (laughs) perfectly perfect perfect line um also, so, yes. real quick before we keep going, mm-hmm. that moment where I said I surrender, I'm pretty sure that's why I took my first break. Where I'm like, I need a second. Oh, I couldn't stop. I, <laughs> I was so enthralled, I could not stop. I like, like I had to. I was just like, Jesus, need this, a second to breathe. This splash where he's on his knees, cerebro next to him, I, I surrender while he's psych telepathically making every mutant there and across at least every mutant there freeze at that time yeah yes just freeze he has been forced to stop them because moira put a dagger to her her neck and like his neck and just like i'm not going to read it because i'm there's going to be a shit ton of stuff i'm about to read but like hmm. moira as much as i don't i don't think they've earned moira as the villain yeah. But I think they're doing a really good job with her as a fucking psychotic villain, though. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she, yeah, she's comedically evil. Yeah. She is incredibly evil and, and fucking terrifying. I just I don't like the route we took to, to get to this, I guess. But anyway, so the term the terms are basically you have to tell every mutant to walk through the gate and go off world specifically. Off world is what Stasis says. He doesn't necessarily say Araco. He just says off world, <laughs> which again was foreshadowed by a pop by a Cyclops. Cyclops is right. Cyclops is right. Yeah, he said I can never get every mutant to just simply walk off Earth forever. And Moira says to him, "You just made them stop, Charles. Now make them walk." Like, oh, just such. E- she has so many good evil lines yeah um and so that's what charles is about to fucking do and as he's about to do that gene who is physically dead right now is on the astral plane still somehow alive enough to telepathically reach out to fucking firestar and pulls her into the astral plane and tells her I see what Charles is about to do. God fucking help us. I, you're our only hope right now. <laughs> I have you're closest to my dying body <laughs> because you're literally holding my body right now. Yeah. Um, and she says, I'm, there's a part of me that's in Stasis's brain right now. I I'm still in there. I was about to wipe it out. She was, she was like on her dying. Her dying thing was to just going to be to wipe his brain out. But instead, because of what Charles is about to do, (laughs) she says, Firestar, I'm going, I need you to go undercover. I'm going to put in his brain that he recruited you to be a spy on the X-Men. And you actually work for Orcus. And and Firestar is like, oh my God, what? Okay, I'll do it. If Jean Grey is asking me to do something, I'll fucking do it. And she's now, real like, quick, I do wish we got something beforehand, like an issue where Stasis ended it with like, I have someone on the inside and she has like written down Firestar somewhere like because it's supposed to be in his head. But like it would have been good if we got that tease and we're assuming, oh, shit, you know, as the audience, we're assuming she's a traitor. Yeah, but they've done a good job at showing that some of the mutants still don't trust her from her like Avengers days and shit like that. So like, yes. That's good enough for me on the story, but yeah, it would it would have been pretty cool to have like a, a tease to it. But I, I still hands I still think this is a badass fucking storyline. Yeah, and so she 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 and Jean come up with the plan to basically make him think it was before she joined the X Men, and Firestar is like, listen, no one trusted me anyway, so they'll fucking believe it. And she then she says, if I need to, who do I throw under the bus? And then Gene, without a <laughs> fucking second hesitation, just says, Beast, tell the truth, and you can make bad stuff up about him. Everyone will believe you. Gene's <laughs> dying words were to make shit up about Gene. Because Listen, every, he probably did it. <laughs> in this issue alone, Bobby dies, 
calls out for everyone else but fucking Hank. Gene <laughs> dies. Is like, well, hold on. I'm going to the heaven. Tell Beast I said fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like oh every God. every time we turn around, somebody is getting a fucking shot in at goddamn Beast. Like I do feel bad, but also go like he's done some. Dude, he things. fucking deserves, and I don't even know what he's doing in X Force right now. That's true. And it, I hear it's, it's fucking. Worse. I hear it's some dastardly nonsense. So, and so Stasis tells him, make everyone walk through a fucking gate. And Charles fucking does it and says, go, my X-Men. And just like that, all the mutants begin walking through the nearest gate across the fucking planet. He is wearing Cerebro, so yeah. All of the mutants start walking through red gates that look fucking like obviously they're walking into hell <laughs> um and he's telling them don't worry we're doing this because we love the humans if we love them we have to do this we'll make it right we'll be okay just walk through the gates and we see nightcrawler perched upon uh a a, a tree out before one of the gates in new york and He's saying resist in this little red triangle, much like Storm did in X-Men Red when Xavier tried to get into her head. And so great foreshadowing. Great use great of that. Great for fucking shadowing with the, the red triangle shit. And so then we have a scene where fucking Mother Righteous is uh using magic to steal the uh the Atlantic portion of Krakoa hmm. and puts it into one of her lanterns. And then just like fucking takes off. So hey, no everyone idea. who's pissed at the end of the book, think of that scene, please. <laughs> also, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's some of that. So who knows what that's setting up? Truly, I have no fucking clue where, where that goes. And so, yeah, we have we see more mutants walking in file through gates. Uh you know, as we commit a genocide here, very uh, the imagery is very good here, is what I'm going to yes. say. As far as the uh, fascist illusions, I believe they're trying to make, and they think they're doing a pretty good job. And so we start noticing some of these mutants, like um, Kitty and and Emma, say resist, just like um, oh sorry, Kate, my apologies, Kate. Yeah, Kate and Emma, uh, saying resist, much like. We just saw Nightcrawler do. And then we get a data page telling us more about how the Red Triangle defense works. It's a lot of sci-fi mumbo jumbo, but it's pretty cool to have some kind of uh, explanation to it. It's but, cool that Xavier would teach his students a way to stop me if I ever went yes. too far. And so we already have here learning that. <laughs> if, yes, uh, our audience said if. <laughs> Yeah, I know. All right. Thank you. Thank you, audience, for that astute observation. Um, yeah, we and and it's also worth noting, though, that he only taught it to the ones he actually trained. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, there are just a shit ton of mutants that like how many mutants has Charles himself actually trained? I don't like 80, 100, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to like, say at some point during like the time when they first o- opened the Jean Grey school. There was also a psychic defense class run by Emma, I want to say. Could, could be. be. Yeah, yeah, could be. So we get that. And then we get one of, to me, one of the most moments of like, okay, there's some hope here. So you're feeling all of this doom and gloom. And then at the end of the data page, it says, it was only through the Red Triangle Protocol that any of mutantdom survived the second mutant massacre. Even now, when mutants meet, they often part with a single word resist i'm like okay so they survive they win (laughs) like you know what i mean like it was it was like a good feeling of okay there is some hope down the line (laughs) but also it's called the second mutant massacre and we find out i think we touched on last time yes they're much like they just recently reused inferno they are now reusing the mutant massacre and uh this time as we're going to learn in a few pages has a slightly different meaning this time around (laughs) And so uh Jean is still slowly dying and and she's uh, she's bones. <laughs> we, yeah, we're about to find her be bones, but like she's still on the astral plane with uh with Firestar uh and tells her her parting words to Jean or to to Firestar are we are mutants. 
We only know the fight. Resist. So yeah, Gene is still in body, not with us anymore, but in in astral spirit, if you will. Uh, she is still clinging on a, a little bit enough to continue to give Firestar the plan. Uh, she tells her that we must resist, as I just mentioned. Um, and then Firestar, uh, Gene also tells Firestar, uh, you need to find out what was on Moira's blade, by the way, because uh, that shit's got to go. <laughs> I don't want to see that <laughs> shit ever again. And then at what, like, as she parts with her and she's telling her to get all the intel she can, she tells her that every mutant is an X-Man now. Any mutant left on Earth is an X-Man now. And the yeah, resistance like will that. form and they will they will come for her, but she needs to be brave and work with the resistance as outwardly all, all mutants in the world hate her and think she's a traitor that led to the genocide of all mutants. Okay, you got that, Firestar? All right, you're going to be great. I got to go talk to Scott and, and my boy Logan, and you got this. No now. pressure. You got this. All right, bye. And then she just takes off from there. And she, Don't forget, if anything happens, you can blame it on Beast, all right? So just don't worry. <laughs> and she does on her way out, too, tell her, like, this is you know what you were trained for like we've always been hated we're going to continue to be hated she's like she's floating over we see that gruesome drawing of her skeletal remains in the dress and charles over her just screaming as he's forcing all the mutants to walk through the gates scott is all tied up in the back of an ambulance and much like she did at the end of, or much like she did in before becoming the Phoenix, as she was flying the X Men in back to Earth, she she says to Scott, "I loved you." Again, past tense, and I'm gonna focus on this when we get to the Phoenix story. But right now, I'll just say past tense, as though she's still above it all. She's a uh, she's above the fray. There, it's again very Doctor Manhattan. She is, uh, yeah, I, and Scott again exactly what he said in the phoenix saga is gene don't go i need you i love you he in the present tense tells her he loves her she in the past tense says i loved you well she says it also while looking like marvel and she comes to him as marvel girl and then elsewhere we don't know where this is she goes to wolverine who's doing the red triangle resist and uh and she he she's like logan hear me and he's like genie oh no what have they done and she this she says i i loved you um and i need you now to do what it is you do best yep and basically gene says i need you to go be a fucking murderer for me please and logan you need to fuck up these people and logan is like oh my god babe i you know that is all i've ever wanted you to ask me and he pops them claws and he murders so many Orcus people. Uh, yeah. And so then we cut to Destiny walking through a walking through a gate on her own. She's not being forced to do so. So Destiny knows perce- probably what's about to happen or some, yeah. some theory of what is about to happen. Because as we know, she kidnapped Manifold for this very reason. Um, and so she chooses to walk through the gate, um, and tells Raven, tells Mystique on her way out to listen to Charles. She says so much death and destruction, and it all culminates with a giant X in the heavens with the fall of the Kirkoans. And then she's through the gate Exodus with Charles in his fucking brain going fucking nuts seeing all of Krakoa under attack forces the fucking five through a goddamn gate. So who, yeah, he's like, we need to get the fight. I need out you to here. stay safe. So who the fuck knows where he's, t- where they've fucking ended up to. Cause something has been done to the gates. Yes, we do find that out. I mean, we can see it's been, they're using the gates right now. Like, well, yeah, so we know, and we've seen, I mean, we saw them hack the gates. I mean, they hacked the gates using both horticulture and kidnapping warlock. So who fucking knows? And so then we get to another just what the fuck moment. Just one of the most gorgeous pieces of art and also so fucking gruesome and tragic and then comic booky. And like all of it just feels so fucking good. Like 
So Mystique can't be mind control. No, like Mystique can't, nobody can mind control. Mystique is Mystique. And she even says, Charles, how dare you try to command me? And he uses every ounce of his fucking telepathy within. He's like, I said, fucking go. It's not the time. He's being (laughs) amplified by Cerebro and shouts, leave Raven. And then she fucking full on has a stroke defying him in one of the most gruesome looking fucking shots of she screams my mind please please like she's fucking like having a stroke and instead of letting fucking charles do anything to her she screams no more and jumps to her fucking death on the rocky shores below and then yeah. next page fucking stasis and modok just <laughs> comic book laughing villains and oh it just okay so real oh. quick though I forgot if it was you or my other soulmate who said this might be fake. Oh, yeah, because then he looks down and her body gets just taken out into the sea. And so yeah, like so maybe this was intentional. I did, the last yeah, I didn't that was your other soulmate, but I'm one hundred percent. I I think I think she might be onto something there because unless you see Mystique's body, assume Mystique is alive. Um what if she's Dr. Stasis right now? I would not be shocked if she switched with someone. Like, you know? Somehow she found a way to make somebody look like her and kill them. That would be sick if they killed, if they swapped someone important oh, and man. just killed them. That'd be, I would love that shit. Like, shit. He could, Xavier could easily have put a plan in her head also. I mean, in the Sins of Sinister timeline, she used some kind of like device to trick people into seeing something where it wasn't there you know what i mean like yeah remember i can't remember what scene where where that was but anyway so all the mutants are uh presumably gone and stasis looks around about him and he says uh there's still a lot of dirty jeans in here because there are a lot of mutants standing around saying resist and we notice that not all of them are people who were trained by xavier personally and so I'm wondering if like Emma is also telepathically telling telling people that she's close to like literally proximity close to if she's able to possibly because like, we see we see Bishop and Rasputin because Sync wasn't trained and uh, Sync wasn't trained by Xavier he was trained by Emma yeah um Miss Marvel is doing it and she just found out she's a fucking mutant so like true yeah Rasputin so maybe yeah you're right maybe she's kind of holding them together. I think so. You know, like I think of that batch like Angel, Emma and Kate would probably be the only ones there that I can identify at least. I can't tell who it is in the very back. If that maybe that's Dakin possibly. The one behind Sink. The one behind. Yeah, I think that is. I think that is. That that's who I assumed it was too. Okay. Um and so, and right there, smack in the middle, though, is L- L- Lourdes. So it's it's good to keep an eye on her. Um, yeah, Moira is like, uh, man, I really hope there's enough left on of that shit on this blade to kill all these fucking mutants. And then um, Emma's like, oh shit, everybody wake up! Uh, <laughs> everybody grab hands, Lourdes. You're gonna need to fucking teleport us out of here. She's like, I've never teleported this many people. I don't know if I can do it. She's like, well, you're going to have to find out. Uh, Kate, not missing an opportunity to be a pirate, shouts, hold fast as everybody grabs hands. Um, Moira hurls the fucking dagger, but even though she's an android, she's a terrible shot and hits one of the humans. Um, So she runs over to Charles and basically says, open fire to the Orcus members. Orcus is about to open fire fucking fisk reaches out and smashes one of their he- heads he just crushes their head i think he's like i think he's literally just crushing their he head just crushes one of their heads but there was another one behind lordis who gets a shot off but not before she can pop teleport everybody away and where do they end up but back at the hellfire club <laughs> The basement of the Hellfire Club in New York City. Um, 
and Lourdes is mortally wounded and dying in Emma's arms. And um, if you will recall, that's how she originally died, teleporting everyone to what she thought was safety and then got and faked her death, shot yeah. down by the Sentinel only to find out Emma faked her death to get her away from Shaw. Uh, only for them to come back around and actually kill her that way anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, touche. Touche, Jerry Duggan. Touche. <laughs> um, and so she dies in Emma's arms and Emma just feels so fucking guilty for dragging her back into the world. And she tells her, no, it was worth fighting for this. I'm a proud mutant. And, and she dies. And now we're back at the remains of the gala and Nimrod's dragging a basically lifeless juggernaut across the floor, like literally a trail of blood. <clears throat> we have everyone unstoppable best... juggernaut, by the way, just, yes. just so we're clear is <laughs> now a trail of blood on the floor. Every main villain has like a maniacal crazy face on right now. And we cut back to Emma. who's like, well, we need to get back there and fucking figure out what's going on. All right, let's go through the portal. Um, portal's not working. This is a, uh, it's not good. Of course, Kate has to say, oh, so that's how it I looks. mean, again, talking about going full circle, though, this is exactly what happened to Kate when Kate tried to first walk through one of the gates and broke her nose on one of them. And, and Emma was there and being like, what have you, what are you doing? Like, what happened to you? So it's another full circle fucking moment. Yeah, and I do love that Emma's plan was to get close enough to the island so she can give everyone a stroke. Yes, her ultimate, she's like, listen, I can get close enough, I'll just kill everyone, and then you guys come in and do whatever it is the fuck you want to do. But I'm about to go fucking murder everyone for committing genocide at my goddamn party. Yeah. Um, then we go back to the party where the humans are like, <laughs> so um, can we go? <laughs> like, This seems like a personal issue between Orcus and you guys. And I'm an important leader of this country and that country. And we're really important people. And you can't just like kill us. Uh, uh, no, we can't really. There's not really much of a threat to make people hate mutants. If we have a bunch of witnesses that know we did it. Essentially. Yeah, that's I mean, true. But like he also the guy is like, uh, I'm an ambassador from Ireland. And and I finally got signal here. And I got a news article here that says there were no human survivors at the hell at the hellfire gallery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got to let my family know. And fucking stasis is like, oh, our fucking PR company. Oopsie. They uh they they put the press release out too soon. Uh kill all the humans. So nonchalant. But isn't and it I just so apropos that just this fucking horrendously fascist organization is just like, oh, we have a PR department that handles this stuff. Like no, sure. It's just uh, they're doing such a good job, I think, right now of walking the line of real world examples and allegories to what's happening with the over the top comic book villain aspect of it. And I think they're doing a pretty well, damn good job. I know I mentioned it a lot, but in the Daredevil book, there's literally a group of bad guys, a brother and sister that are super filthy rich and they control the media. Oh yeah. I and remember they them. Make sure, yeah, I remember them. Yeah. And they make sure that Daredevil is always looked at bad by the media because they control it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wonder if that could ever happen. Almost like an issue where they literally bought Twitter just so they can control the news coming out of Harlem. Like <laughs> it happens. So Charles which I really appreciate that Xavier was really like, no, I'm begging you. Like he also cares about these humans. Like people don't need to die. He doesn't want death. He, no, he did because he did what they said so that nobody would die. Yeah. And I, I really hope that sticks with other mutant characters. Like they understand he had no choice. He was trying to save um, the other race too. Uh, yeah. We can talk about he had no choice. He didn't have a lot of good options. <laughs> he's the he's one of the most powerful telepaths in the world. He could have just like killed Doctor Stasis and and Modok and grabbed. Like he could have he could have done what Gene was about to do. Yes, I, he had I, Cerebro I on his fucking head. He could have. Yeah, just... I could be wrong, huh? But I think Modok has mental defenses though from that issue where they fought him. 
and his hand was on the trigger. So one slip up, and if you can't pierce his mind fast if enough, he if he humans are dead. If he psychically kills everyone around Modok, all the rest of the mutants can take care his of Modok. His hand is on the trigger. It's literally on the trigger. I yeah. He's we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We we'll get to the end. Um. So yeah, then Orcus just kills all the humans that are left there. Xavier is now broken. And Moira is gloating, dude. Saying this is all of your dude, fault. Can I your read it? Your dream is diabolical. This, this whole fucking passage, but like this, everything that's happened is your fault. Tonight will forever be known as the mutant massacre. You sold lace medicine. You invited Nathaniel Essex onto the island, and you almost ended all life on Earth. X-Men Green are eco-terrorists. I could go on and on, but we have a busy fucking day. Your dream is dead, and humanity will cheer for us as we capture and kill the lot of you. Take solace that you won't live to see it. And then he says to Moyer, I'm ready. And she's like, that's right. Be brave. And he says, oh, I wasn't talking to you. And what happens yeah, I'm not talking to you. As Rogue bursts through robotic Moira's body, so badass so cool i was thinking out loud he says yeah <laughs> and then that last one in. and then and then the the top part of moira's robot body says stop her <laughs> and then as rogue and has to say yeah she notices immediately firestar be seeing you trainer. i know so already it's working it's already working yep Right away, and yeah, because we did. Oh, we did pass over when when Nimrod came back and saw Firestar still there. He's like, "What the fuck is this mutant still doing here? Do I have to kill this one too?" And then Stasis told the rest of the group, "No, no, she's with me. She's always been with me." And so Xavier's like, "Wait a minute! Oh God! Oh God! You have to take me back to the island." And he's like, "That's suicide. We can't go back to the island." He's like, "They're all gone. Who's who's gone? Everyone." I thought they were going through the portal and going to Araco. No, they're all gone. Everything's gone. They're all dead. I made them walk to their deaths. Jesus Christ. And and this is Pepe Laraz drawing now. And Jesus fucking Christ. The facial expressions, fucking rogue's face when she's when she says they can't all be gone. There was a quarter million mutants on Krakoa. They can't all be gone. And he's like down in the surf, yeah. like screaming, like you were just saying, just like, no, they're gone. I did this and the waves are crashing on him. And he can't sense like he knows from his from his point of view, he can't sense them anywhere. He had Cerebro. So like they're gone. And here's the thing. He's, he's saying I can't. So like, but we know there are human. There are mutants left. So like. He can feel some of them still left here, I'm assuming. Specifically the ones that he thought were going through the portal. Okay, yeah. all right. And then, yeah, and then he tells Rogue to, like, go avenge Krakoa. And she flies yep. off into a fucking gorgeous sunset. Right? And all things must end, and the fall of the House of X had begun. The fall of X. The fall of X meant Xavier, meant... not X-Men. Yep. I said I have here in my notes in big bold letters fall of X is fall of Xavier fall of Xavier's yep. dream and then we get a nice little end credit scene where they the rest of the survivors are going over their plan and you know Kate casually leans on one of the portals and then she goes through it and she says oh my god and ends up in Israel for some reason well Yes, recall in um the beginning of Hot- I know she's Jewish. Yeah, no, but- yeah, but yes, I, I think and recall the other famous, most famous Jewish, well, I guess, yeah, the most famous Jewish X-Men is Magneto. And yeah. in the beginning of all of this in Hox Pox, when he made his you have new gods now speech, it was here in Jerusalem at their new embassy. And so <laughs> she's just basically fallen into that that same place where Magneto just was. But or not just was, but was in the beginning of of Hoxpox, and yeah, she falls in and gets surrounded by Orcus members, and she just says she's got a a real like, oh well, look on her face and says sigh. I mean, they're not gonna shoot her; they'll just go through. Yeah, her. right. She's like nothing. I'm fine, and she just says sigh. Yeah. You fellas aren't gonna behave, are you? 
And that's where we end. So I don't know if we've ever done this before, but I'm doing it now. I'm going full Meltzer uh, wrestling reference for some of you. Um, six X's. <laughs> we're going past our regular grading system. If we're going past the regular grading system, I'm giving it, I'm giving it six and a half. I, I, I truly, truly enjoyed it. What is the audience saying back? Our audience said we should give it X. We should give it ten <laughs> X's. Ten X's. There it is. There it is. Yep. It's it's a full ten. It's it's the full Monty. This is officially one of my favorite single issues of X Men. Yes, of all time. This is one of my yeah, favorite easily. X Men books of all time. Yeah, immediately. Um, insanity. There is so much to go into right now. Um, I have a bunch so of let's, notes here. So a bunch of notes. Yeah. yeah, there's so many reactions we've seen online. Uh, so many theories people have right now. Personally, the first thing I thought was how many of these new X-Men titles coming out make a lot more sense. Yes, right. Like, so much more sense. Um, When it comes to fan reaction, I don't know about you, but I've seen mainly positive. I've seen mainly um, positive, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of confused from people who aren't reading everything, you know? Like, oh, how'd this happen? Or does that actually make sense? And stuff like that. Have, and I've had to explain to a few of my buddies about that. I, yeah, I don't think I've seen as much that reaction. I've seen perhaps the other react, the other negative reaction, which is... Yes, we can get into yeah. that. So tell us about some uh, articles we've been looking at about some negative reaction, and we'll address that. So yeah, we, we, I, our opinion, at yeah, least. Yeah, so I mean, not starts. to go into like each art, like because there, there are quite a few, let's call them think pieces, if you will. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, written about this book, as you might imagine, and I mean, we're recording literally two separate fucking over hour long podcasts about it. So, yeah, obviously there are some think pieces to be had. Um, a lot of complaint I've seen that I'm both like understanding of, but also kind of like, okay, but like, this seems like a, a lot, <laughs> like. There's been a lot of a lot of people who've been upset with just the portrayal of the gen, but just the fact that they did genocide, whether it's, oh, it's a lazy plot. You did genocide or you're doing genocide in a time when many of many of our community, many of our marginalized community, which the X-Men represent, are actually facing some form of genocide, be it physical or or legal, which will lead to the physical like. And I get that and I feel that, you know, like I I do, but it also is, it's happening. So of course it's going to be reflected in our fiction. It's always been reflected in our fiction. Yeah. It's always been reflected. And, but like X-Men, X-Men has done like, so yeah, like the legacy virus in X-Men history was a metaphor for HIV. Was it a perfect one by no fucking stretch of the imagination? Was it a perfect one? (laughs) Um, the they covered Claremont's X Men covered fucking um apartheid South Africa in in the original version of Genosha back in the fucking eighties. Like they always touched on what was happening to the marginalized communities that the X Men represent in the Marvel universe. Like that was basically all of the eighties of mainstream comics was commentating on real life shit. And and then and then there's that. And then just in the general fiction at large, yes, art reflects life and sometimes life reflects art, but like yeah. but like it's not out of nowhere and the, and to not show it I think is kind of letting the Nazis win. <laughs> like yeah. So basically what you sent me an article from I think uh, games radar or reader. Yeah, we don't have to. I I don't want to like. I don't. I'm not trying to attack anyone who feels. Oh no no. You know what I mean. So like, I'm not trying feel. to attack any particular right. Like, I'm just the note. Like, the overall vibes sure. of this is what I what I'm focusing on because we do try to stay positive here. Yeah, I I just think like it don't. So my reaction when you sent me a particular article was this is when as liberal as I can be, go, all right, Snowflake, <laughs> chill out. And I say that as a minority, as a young black man in America, I say that because 
you can't read a Captain America book no, and did. Captain America died. Is that disrespectful to all veterans in the army? No, it's a fucking comic. You don't have to take a character's loss as personal. Should it impact you? That means the writing's good. If you are emotionally invested and you feel hurt by a character's loss, that's called good writing. If you feel nothing, then that's bad writing. Yeah. You know? I know. And when it comes to, we covered last episode, but when it comes to like, oh, they killed this mainly minority cast. Well, because we voted. We voted for these characters. They didn't actually choose. They were going to kill this team no matter what, most likely. Well, so they were all the ones who were up for vote. Oh, they're all up for vote? Yeah, yeah. The one that won the election, the one that won the vote was Juggernaut, really. But they were all, they were all the ones you could have voted on. Oh, okay. Misunderstanding. Yeah. Either way, But either way, like, like, it that it was the team that the writers were given. Yeah, exactly. And you also have this aspect of, well, this minority group is having a mass genocide. Again, do you feel something? Do you feel worried about that? Does it make you want to look out the real world and hope that it doesn't happen in the real world? Good job. You just found the point of the fucking story. And and to the point of the the visceral reaction of seeing the mostly minority based x like mostly x-men of color if you will team be fucking suicide bombed by an all-white nimrod like i yes viscerally that's it was like oh god yeah it's for for many reasons it's it's shocking and upsetting um it's supposed to be but i also like i i think i think that is going to be an an x-men team soon like i don't think they're necessarily going to stay dead i mean fucking jubilee was part of that like jubilee's not staying dead yeah (laughs) Well, also, I love that because, as well, I love being an X Men fan in general. They didn't kill the only minorities. Mutants are full of. Oh minorities. yeah, and that's the other thing. There are plenty. There, are pl- thank God, thank God. Like, thank- yeah. and it's it if they kill the only black character in the show. Better. Yeah, if they kill the only black character off in the show, then you raise an eyebrow. But when like a good chunk of the cast is diverse, it doesn't feel like as much as a stunt or offensive, because like that's just one of our characters yeah. not one of our minorities you know yeah. so when it comes to that kind of reaction I, I do just feel like we can enjoy the story understand that it can be a metaphor and good storytelling at the same time they're not hurting someone in your life but they're making it known that someone in your life could be getting hurt because of these let's just say uh robotic fascists <laughs> let's just say let's just say. let's just say um now when it comes to theories and uh some some uh realizations after this book i have a, f- a handful of theories first of all obviously all the mutants aren't dead no no um there's one main option that i believe was teased in the book which is mother righteous saved all those mutants because she was right next to the gates while they were all about to go through it instigating her plan yes because so mother righteous she made them all also... Yes, Mother Righteous has also uh, fucked with the gates previously, and Mother Righteous yeah, and also she was right next. To yeah, her. and she also has the thank of the, the thanks of all Krakoa at some point, thanks to uh, yeah. Storm. So that gives and her power. She she also has um, the ability because we know how her orbs store power. Well, now potentially she just stored an orb full of mutants that are now thankful to her. Could be. So you have that option. You could also say, if you want to get like super comic booky, you know, convenience plot kind of thing, you could say they all went to the astral plane and they're safe there. You can say Scarlet Witch rescued them. So I whatever. Think, like, this is a- I think they went. I think they went multiple places, and I because like we see in some of the books coming out, like there's a book coming out called Realm of X, where there's a team of X Men basically in one of the Thor worlds. I don't remember. It's oh, okay. Odinheim. Not one of the nine realms? I don't know, man. Valhalla, but not Valhalla. I don't know. I don't read the Thor books, man. Which What race is there? I don't know. I'm just, oh. <laughs> it's, I, I'm just telling you what the press release for the book I saw. And, and I I recognized it, the name of a realm. And I'm like, I don't know what fucking realm that is. Um, <laughs> but, it's, I, but I recognize it as a Thor one. Um, and so, what? It, what? What's the realm where he lived? What's where's he called? Asgard, Asgard. But no, it's not Asgard. Just one. Okay. And, and, yes, Asgard. Yeah, no, I know, not, but it was Asgard. obviously. I would. Recommend. Anyway, it's just not important. Yeah. They're there. 
There's Held. And there's Held. There's Limbo. There's there's Limbo, where Sebastian Shaw is in charge of right now, if I last recall. And he never showed up at the gala. He was not at the gala. But like a lot of different places have fucked around with uh, the gates over the last several months to years. So I think there could be a lot of places they ended up. Oh, yeah. That Dark X-Men book with, with Maddie, I think, takes place in Limbo. Okay. So, and then there's also other world, like there's all kinds of realms in other worlds. So, I, I, I think, I think mutantdom is scattered right now. Scattered, definitely not. They didn't kill <clears throat> most of the mutants. No. no, no. But did all the five survive? I don't know. That's a bigger, I think, issue of like, if the five aren't safe, then resurrections fucked. I, like we know now if hope isn't there they can still do it but if like gold balls or proteus isn't there no they're fucked then yeah they're pretty fucked yeah so that's also an issue um we also have a few hanging threads that i know they're waiting to use like hey what's miss marvel's other power probably something that's going to come in handy to help mutant kind i mean it could be or it could just be something that literally like when somebody's writing another book years down the line like you know know what i mean like but yeah it like you were saying i think last episode too i i I wouldn't be surprised if they pull the trigger quickly and it's like just puts her in line with the the tv character the crystal powers the light crystals um we also have something me and you talked about off air uh arako they can really go for some serious vengeance on orcus they could um and one of those ways is they still have as a gift from the Eternals, for one hour, they get Thanos' grandfather, who we saw decimate all of Arako in an hour. Yes. Who beat Legion off camera for some reason. Off camera. Who, like, beat a lot of people. So could probably, if they want to kill Nimrod, they could use that. He's a strong contender. Um, I will say, Arako, though, has their own problems right now, and that is Genesis. (laughs) Um. But that does they have to get around that first. Yeah, they got to do that first. Um, and now Storm is definitely going to be like, uh, I'm very conflicted on what to do here. Um, well, Storm is kind of like essentially going to become a true queen of mutants now. I mean, like she's the highest ranking of technically on paper. She should be the last member of the council that wouldn't have been corrupted that has authority could be but like as we recall the council just got disbanded so no one knows that though like this happened immediately after. well there's no uh krakoa to be a council over right now that's uh that's fair uh yeah. but yeah we have a whole planet of mutants that could retaliate but i could be i mean they, i think they're, they're going to a be war. in the midst of their own war so might yeah. be a little that could keep them busy it could sure. keep them busy and i do want to touch on one of my theories too is that um we saw a tease of like the new x-men like like looking like a title like who are the new x-men and it was yeah. done in the age of apocalypse font i'm wondering now if maybe they didn't necessarily mean the age of apocalypse the timeline but as in uh, the age of apocalypse leading the x-men Ooh, to, apocalypse like X-Men, the yeah. an apocalypse led x-men team is what i'm wondering if this is going to lead to that could be really cool for sure so when this is over, when this fall of X is over, I'm wondering, like, will Krakoa not be able to sustain mutants anymore? I, Which is how we get kind of shifted back slightly to the status quo. Could be. I, I truly don't know where we go from here, because like like we said, like this is the fall of Xavier's dream. So at no point when the mutants come back and they will. Yeah. Charles Xavier is not going to be a a figure with any authority like people will not trust him and you can sadly you can yeah, when we can get in this now with how we feel about how he handled things, you can think um, i mean you can think what you want but if <laughs> like you know what i mean you can tell yourself like yes i understand he had a literal like gun to all of humanity's head but he made he took away my choice he took away my choice and he took away all of our choices like and made us leave and almost got us killed. Like I, it could have been like in, in what world, Charles? Do you want? Are you gonna believe the fucking fascists, who are literally yeah. willing to just kill all of humanity? Like 
they don't care about humans. Like you're, you're literally negotiating with terrorists. Yep. So I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty crazy. So do you want to tell me some of the stuff that happened in the Iron Man? Book? Okay. So pretty much the only thing of note for X-Men that happens is we see um, Emma and Fisk cutting some deal, but we don't know what deal they just cut. Like she's signing some kind of paperwork. I don't know if she's signing something over to him. He's signing something over to her. I'm going to assume she's signing something over to him because uh, maybe the Hellfire Club. But um, and she's like, I again, like, I trust you more than I trust these fascist motherfuckers right now. So fine, I'll I'll deal with you. I don't like it, but I'll deal with you for the, once more for the children, if you will. Um, hmm. And at that as that happens a, a stark sentinel like blasts through the door and is like interpol fugitive found emma frost whatever like so we know now that because of the mutant massacre which is the mutants massacred all these people at the gala and then disappeared, and then disappeared the, scene. the remaining ones are um fugitives of the like interpol like wanted feared and hated yeah, feared yeah. and hated and being hunted down um very days of future pat very the beginning of the start of days of future past you know what i mean and would make sense why cable would try and stop it 100 percent. um and so she starts fighting a stark sentinel stark gets in tony gets involved as well um they're about the 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 um the sentinels are about to kill tony and emma's trying to reach out to him psychically but then like she has to come out of diamond form, so she's vulnerable to the to the sentinels who are about to kill her. When Tony basically sends his the the suit he's wearing, the last suit he has because he's lost everything, yeah. he sends it to Emma. Like he makes it go fly to Emma and like shoots her away so the sentinels can't get her. And then he gets captured by the sentinels. Oh no! Wait, he, cool. I think he, he's like, "What are you going to kill me? I'm a fucking Avenger. You're going to kill an Avenger in the street? Like that's yeah, that's the look you want." And I think that's how it ends. Is him getting? I think he actually doesn't. They don't arrest him because of it for being rich and white again, the Tony Stark way. <laughs> yeah, I I really don't know where this is going to fully land. Like, there's so many ways it could, as long as we don't land with back to the exact same status quo. Yeah, I don't want that. As long as we don't get that, which I guess we can never go there because we still have Araco. It's still a thing. They terraformed an entire fucking planet. Yeah, that should never be erased. Like, that should be a, just a, a mutant planet full of great fucking mutant things, you know? That's the best way to have your cake and eat it, too. Because, like, we still have a mutant planet, but it's over there. Books can ignore it when they want. They can use it when they want. They can pull in a mutant or a new brand new character whenever they want, yeah. you know? It's a good creative feel to just grab things from. Yeah, for sure. And I will say back to the Charles, uh, it was Charles right or wrong theory of it all. When uh, when our friend Magneto died in X-Men Red number seven, his dying words to Storm as she held his body were, you need to watch Charles. He's going to make a martyr of all of us. Uh Beware of what good the lengths good men will go to to show you how good they are. And and if she gets secondhand information about what happened yep. at the gala. But I mean, in some ways, he was right. Like, he was right. Like, yes, he's going to he, he oh, he even said something to the effect of like, he's going to feel like he doesn't have a choice and he's going to pick the humans. He's always going to pick the humans. Which actually brings me to another theory I've been seeing floated online lately. For some reason, a lot of people think to combat Orcus, Charles will bring back an earlier version of Magneto. Like he needs someone who understands how to fight dirty, and he'll bring back young Magneto just to like the evil version, basically, who doesn't have the same experience. I will say, just be like, check it out, help me out. I will say, I wonder. First of all, I don't think that would be the reason like oh i need a magneto that have played dirty i think they could bring back any fucking version of magneto and he's going to be willing to play dirty if it means saving mutants like 
Yeah. He's got no scruples on that. Um, and he'll, I, but if you get like 90s Magneto, but they have that different than current. Magneto. There's a Magneto miniseries out right now that takes place in like the early days of him leading the new mutants. I wonder if that, if like, you know what I mean? Like if that could be like, that's the version of him. He, they pull out, um, where he's still like on the upward ascent. I will say though, it would be, it would be cool if they find a way to bring Magneto back so that he can maintain a believable age level and still be a Holocaust survivor as it could be a, a way around because that, yeah. I think that's pretty uh pretty they did it once yeah kind of. I mean it's pretty pivotal to his character I think so well there was the one especially during, now like yeah during like the House of M era when he came back he came back with no powers and I believe Exodus found a way to give him his powers back and he's like oh and it made me X amount of years younger also and I was like yeah great <laughs> so yeah this is it's insane the possibilities the the ways the way things can go and right now i just i don't know i don't know where it's gonna go and i feel bad for the mutants who are left they're confused they're scared but i also see the writing potential like imagine an x-men book that's like we have to do this mission and it's gonna be public and them knowing us doing that will cause a death of at least a handful of humans could be yeah like there's those threats now. Like the tension is now raised. The stakes are now raised because, like, if we do anything in public, we're risking someone's life. Yeah. And is that one life worth this mission? You know? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, we get uh, so yeah. Iceman's getting his own book. Jean Grey's getting a miniseries as well. We got a book about the Children of the Vault coming. So there's yeah, more, that's a one shot, right? Maybe, but it's more like AI and mutant nonsense so that's something yeah. to keep an eye on and then like we said we got realm of x and dark uh dark x-men coming out as well so yeah we've got some uh it's about to get real shit is shit has shit, shit has gotten I, real. shit is not about to get real shit is yeah. shit is too real right now crazy amount crazy so any, any notes you want to put in before we i mean out? i think i think it puts a i think that's it man but like god damn am i really excited to see where we go from here like i'm tragically sad for what we just lost but like yeah. as a fan of the franchise i'm excited to see how the mutants overcome this you know what i mean and who survives in the end i do feel like when this whole thing kakoa era ends so will resurrections i i imagine yeah it's a little too convenient yeah, yeah, you can't have it forever. No. But yeah, anyway, guys, we would love to know what you thought. And if they want to tell us how they thought, where should they find us? Like I said at the top of the show, you can go to KirkoaRadio.com. You can shoot us an email at KirkoaRadio at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter. Nick, is where, is you, where are you at? You can find me on Twitter at Madman3005. And I'm at Krakoa Radio. So you just type in Krakoa Radio somewhere, you're going to find us. Yep, we're still the only one, I think. I think so. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this amazing part two, this two-parter episode of the Fall of Krakoa. But until then, we will see you next time. <laughs>